Welcome to another episode of this About Damn Time podcast. I'm Jared Dam, and this week in the season finale, we're going to do something a little different. Um, we're going to have a real talk, and it's just me, no guests, no interviews, no, uh, uh, no particular topics, just kind of wanted to get some, some stuff off my mind. Um, first of all, um, if you're listening now to the 10th episode, it means you've listened more than likely to nine <laughs> episodes previously. And I want to thank you for that. I know I say that every week, but I'm, I am, I am actually grateful for that. I'm grateful for the feedback. Um, you know, people are listening that, um, I didn't think we're listening <laughs> and, and I get, I get the messages and I even get the indirect messages. Cause if you, if you tell my mama, <laughs> you didn't told me. <laughs> so, uh, my mom gave me a lot of feedback from the last podcast. Um, you know, she, she played it, you know, for a couple of relatives. They, they quickly got uncomfortable and left the house and, and that's okay. It's okay. Every, every episode ain't for everybody, <laughs> especially when you talk about, uh, masturbation, um, and the mom and son are doing it, doing the talking, not masturbating together. That's that's nasty. Get get out of your heads. Um, but um, last week I did not um, fulfill the obligation that I wanted to do to record an episode the uh, the season finale. Um, so I wanted to get in and and talk about that first um, because I feel like it's important and I feel like it needs to be shared. Um, Going, I talk about this a lot that um, I am and I do suffer from, um, you know, depression and anxiety, um, major depression, severe depression. I don't know the terminology. I tried to get my therapist to tell me what the terminology was, but she knew that I, I would memorize that and be telling people the, the proper diagnosis. So she, you know, she said to shut this shit down and she should have because I don't probably looked it up and googled some shit and freaked myself out even more but um i think i think between you know holiday stress and trying to be there for um so many people doing doing a little too much lack of sleep um like an exercise you know for the last you know couple of weeks you know the holidays you you eating <laughs> eating like shit so um i think all of those were contributors um I've been dealing with my anxiety a, a lot, um, basically since the, the quarantine. Um, you know, when you when you're in your apartment alone, <laughs> you kind of, and then you're trying to launch a digital con, a content empire. <laughs> you get a little, you get a little in your head, and and the outside world seems real hazy, but um. I want I want to just thank the people in my life that um, throughout the year, you know, some that I, I I've talked to consistently, some that I just started talking to, some um, that fell off, you know, um, but all of y'all helped keep me floating during all this. So, um, yeah, just it was it was real rough. It was real rough as far as dealing with my emotions and everything. So I want to kind of get more in depth about that and, and try to be as open about it as possible. Um, because I I do realize and recognize that some people, uh, although people in my world may um, know how it, it is and how it affects me, some people are new to this. Or maybe not have had a person um, that has dealt with with this, and um, I kind of wanted to to just just normalize the conversation in, in the last episode and kind of talk about it. So um, yeah, it was it's like waking up, and I said this to, to to someone who I truly care about, trying to describe um, you know how this is. It's like waking up emotionally um, in a, an emotional cat catonic state. Like you just, um, you can't move. 
emotionally. You can't do things like you're trapped. And um, so you want to isolate. Depression makes you want to isolate. Now, you know, I know that you you got to push through and try to talk to people, but the anxiety is like, ugh, you want to talk to people and then you got to share this stuff. And then the thing, you, you know, people want, you know, it's the holidays and people want you to, you know, to be present and want you to be in their lives. And, you, you know, you, you got people to talk down from, from, um, from major decisions. And you got people who, who've lost their job, um, you know, due to COVID that you're helping support, um, you know, emotionally and everything. Um, you got, you know, your, your kids. Um, and shout out to the to, to my kids. Um, they're not listening, but shout out to them anyway because, um, you know, they been affected by the pandemic, and you know, because they're so far away. Um, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough, and and it sticks with you because um, you feel helpless. Uh, I've always felt that way, especially with you know, because Brooklyn was sickly. Um, so, you know, she gets sick, you know, when she had a, you know, before she had her tonsils removed last year, you know, she gets sick and just like so nervous. <laughs> You're just like, I just want to just get to you and want to hold you and touch you. And and I finally get there because my mama said it to me all the time. She said it to me this week, um, actually, uh, because she hadn't heard it from me. Um, but uh, again, I'm uh, doing a aside from isolation that brings me back to it. The I was isolated. I didn't want to talk, and and it's important to know that you can't. That when you're in that state, it's hard to um, alert people that you're in that state. Um, every every once in a while, prior to me going completely in that state, I might be able to send send out some warning shots. Maybe I. I I reach out and I say, uh, hey, just just tell me about your day. I don't care what you talk about. I don't care if you talk about man that coffee went right through me. I don't care if you talk about um, there's an itch on my ass that I I, I can't really get to, or you talking about you know whatever reality TV show that you're watching that I'm I am clearly not interested in. <laughs> I don't care. Like I need to escape my mind. And sometimes I'm able to reach out to people and do that uh, this time. But it's, again, it's, you can't necessarily um, schedule that in your head. Like when when it hits, it hits. Uh, You know, so maybe you don't reach out to tell people who consistently talk to you um, that, um, hey, I'm, I'm in some, I'm in some shit. So I'm gonna hit you back a little later, you know. Once I feel dealing with it, it didn't work like that, and um, you know, people people get upset with you, um, and and it's one of one of the things I struggle with that I've always struggled with. Um, it's just being consistent, consistent for myself. Um, I'm having a real talk, so I did I did say real talk, um, but I struggle with being consistent. And as much as I want to be there for people, um, I spread myself too thin and I'm not consistent for um, loved ones. I'm not consistent for myself. And um, so the, the stretches of time where, where I am being consistent in, in my communication, um, it's going to suffer when, when that when these episodes hit. And, um, you know. I, what I do want to say is um, when somebody is truly depressed, not sad, not a moment of, uh, you know, like truly, truly depressed, you recognize that um, and, and don't minimize it. I think that's the main thing. Um, I've, I've had people that, you know, you know, just like, oh, yeah, you, you should be doing, you should look at things from a different outlook. You know, everything's not always negative. And, um, for that, 
those individuals that 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 can say that to my face. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't mean that like. Yeah, I kind of mean it like that. It's, it's, it's real talk. So I kind of do mean it like that. And here's why. If you know me and you know the struggles that I have, even if you don't understand it, don't don't hit me with that bullshit. Don't do that. And, and that's what a lot of people who suffer with depression get. They get, um, you got to have a better uh, positive outlook on life. Oh, you, um, You've been real sad lately. You should pep up. Oh, you know what? If you're going through all of this, just pray about it. Just pray about it. Now, I'm not discounting religion at all. Um, Not by any means. But the answer what I get from people when they say pray about it or you need to just you ain't or you ain't praying hard enough. It angers me when I hear that because. First of all, you don't know my relationship with the higher power. You don't. So you telling me that I, if I ain't praying hard enough, it's bullshit. Two, even if even if religion is something that you lean on personally to get you through your trials and tribulations and things that you go through, if that's what is that what it is? Because some people are not religious. But if that's your if that's your thing that you lean on, um, I'll talk to you in your um, way of thinking about things. The Bible says that that um, God helps those who help themselves. So if I am struggling and I cannot help myself. Me just throwing out a blanket prayer may not be the answer. Right. Because, again, emotionally catonic, you know, like an emotional coma. You cannot move. So whatever you if 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 I'm sitting now isolating, it's not that it, I'm trying to isolate. It's just that's that's where you roll to. You think all of a sudden you, you're going to you're going to um, hit off a. A great five star prayer and, and, and God's gonna come through right there and, and snap his fingers. It didn't work like that. But it, I am reminded that um in an episode when I spoke to um uh, D Malone, um episode eight, available on all podcasting platforms. Had a great conversation with me. Um the point is talking when talking to D Malone, D Malone said that the struggles that you go through, um, they are meant for you to deliver a message to individuals who need to hear it. So in a sense, what you're going through, and if in when you when you endure it, you're going to help others. So if I can paraphrase this in a in a Jay-Z lyric. <laughs> which I do from time to time. Like I told you sell drugs. No, Hove did that. So hopefully you won't have to go through that. And um, that's part of why I say the things that I say when I talk about my, my mental health issues, when I talk about my struggles. Um, Cause a lot of times, um, whether I'm sharing what I've gone through and I push past or whether I'm, I'm sharing, um, you know, that I am actually not feeling it. I am terrified to post it. I don't want, (laughs) I don't want people's judgment on me. (laughs) I don't want people's pity. I don't want people. Oh, I'm just going to pray for you. I don't, I don't want that. So the last couple of weeks between, you know, making my post about how, like, why do I fucking even bother and making a post about how, you know, last week I had to postpone um, this episode so I could kind of focus on me, which was really hard to do y'all because I want to put out content consistently. Again, that's the thing that I struggle with. And when I miss um, opportunities to be consistent, it sits on me. 
And yeah, yeah, mental health is important. Yeah, yeah, take care of yourself. And yeah, yeah, yourself comes first. But the bottom line is, if I am going to be the person that I feel like I can be, I got to be consistent. I, um, I tell Brooklyn all the time, um, if you want to be good, good is, is being consistent. And if you want to be great, it's being good consistently. You know, so a lot of people won't do these these adjectives thrown at them, but it's showing up time in and time out, regardless of how you feel. And the person's a little different. Um, but to my point, I I gotta make sure that I do a better job at um taking care of myself so I can minimize these episodes. Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing with depression. Even if I'm cracking jokes and I'm smiling and I'm laughing and you were like, yo, I've been talking to Jerry for a while and he's been in great spirits. He's really put this depression behind him. Ah, ah, no, it's never ever behind me. You see, um, it's just during those time frames when I'm at my best, I can minimize the thoughts that's in my head. I can minimize the, the self doubt. I can minimize the, um, I want to leave this world. I can push it away. The times where I, I don't feel as strong, that's when it resonates. That's when it, it lingers a little bit longer. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean I'm suicidal. It doesn't mean that I, um, that I, that, I, that, that you need, um, put me, on suicide watch, it doesn't mean that I need to be going to Peachford so you can 1013 me. 1013 here in Georgia means that you are a threat to yourself. Uh, I know this because six years ago, I spent time um, in a mental hospital. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that story. So let me, let me tell that real fast. Six years ago, 2014, um, I was struggling that year. It's a rough year. Uh, you know, Kim and I was broken up and together and deciding if we were saying like we were, hey, been engaged and we wasn't engaged. And then we were still living together and she was dating somebody, but she wasn't really talking about it. And I was dating somebody, but I wasn't really talking about it. It was just a whole mess. And emotionally, and even emotionally, the person that I was dealing with um, who was unavailable. Um, but they were also emotionally abusive because they didn't have their self right. And I enjoyed the way she made me feel physically. I enjoyed the way she made me feel emotionally when she was okay and in a good space. But boy, when that vodka started talking and when, uh, <laughs> when, when she would not be in a great place, all the attacks, all the attacks, and it was hard for me to maintain. So between the stressors of home and this pseudo relationship, my grandfather dying and my overall depression and me not being on my beds and the stress, I couldn't stop crying. I would literally, I would literally be at work. Um, I would literally be at work crying. I wouldn't tell anybody because I'm sitting in like a dark room. So I would start crying. I start feeling those emotions and everything. And so I sneak away and I go to the bathroom and I close the stall. And like, I know people are going in and out of the bathroom. So I can't, I can't, you can't cry loudly because if you do, someone's going to be like, what the fuck is this crying? And then stand outside and wait for you to come out. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you was crying. <laughs> Jared. So I just, I just held, I held it in, but I let it out silently and um, when I did that um, I come back to the dark room put my head down keep doing my work I was real productive it probably was my most productive time frame in that job honestly because um, I had to focus it's kind of like when you when you're a tad bit inebriated which I don't recommend that people drive drunk but shit happens when you're a tad bit inebriated and, you, and you're driving really well because you're focused, because you like, you know, if you don't focus, you are going to lose it. 
the same way. And that's why I was my most productive during that time frame. But it got to a point where I was I was crying so much. I was crying so much. Um, I couldn't take it anymore. So I was going to go to a doctor. And I got, you know, maybe a doctor can help me with this. So I let Kim know. And, um, and she agreed to meet me there. And, um, I went there and I waited, we in the waiting room forever. And I'm like, I just want to go home. You know what? I'm feeling better. Kim was like, no, you were strong enough to address this right now. So be strong enough to follow it all the way through. All right. It's cool. Cool. So got back there and I say, yeah, I've just been crying a lot. I'm just so sad. It's like, have you ever thought about suicide? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, you know, at this point, you want to be as honest as possible. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, what's happened? Um, so, have you ever had a plan to to kill yourself? I'm like, yeah. Um, but that was back in August. Not, not now. It was back in August, though. Whoop. Red flag. 10, 13. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to send you to Peachford. What? No, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here for the crying. That's all. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just here for the crying. No, no, we got to, we got to, we got to do this law. Law? Who's law? So I try my best to be in good spirits. Knowing where I was going, I was like, maybe, you know, they told me, oh, Yes, maybe overnight, maybe two days. I'm like, okay, I could do that thing. And so I waited for an ambulance to take me, which all I kept thinking about was, oh, the bill for this shit is going to be um, astronomical. <clears throat> Kim is crying. She's upset because uh, she feels like she she pushed me into this. I mean, it's, it's not our fault. Although I did blame her for a little while. I was like, yo, Kim, you know, remember when you committed me? <laughs> Um, what's up, Kim? And um, I remember going there, um, and coming in to the place. It had the smell. I'll never forget that smell. Oh, I don't know what it was. It felt like if I could if I could describe the smell, the 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 smell smelled like souls dying. Whatever you think that smell is in your mind, that's what I was smelling. Souls dying or at least being tormented and tortured. <clears throat> that's what it felt like. It was a smell like. So I got in there and um, they asked me, um, it's like, do you uh, um, please give me your belt and your shoelaces? <laughs> what? Yeah, we, we need that. So you won't try to, you know, hang yourself. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. Like, for real? Like, <laughs> no, nah, y'all. I'm, I am just tired. This is what this is. I am just tired. I just need to sleep, and I will be fine. All this ain't necessary. I'm sorry. The procedure. And at that point, that's when I was like, where the fuck am I? Oh. I felt like my, my soul was dying. I felt the torment of my soul. And now thinking back to it, that's what the, that that is what that smell was because I was adding to it at that point once that happened. Horrible, terrible. And I stayed there. And I was just like, I just look, I just want to keep to myself. I just want to sit there and do my 48 hours and you know, and it'll be, be done. But because I wasn't participating, because I was not participating in group, uh, because I wasn't speaking, uh, because I was just off to myself, it added to my time, and uh, they would give me something to make me sleep, which ended up giving me a headache. <clears throat> uh, and then when you're there, you're in a cot. I didn't have a bed. It was a cot with a with a curtain. So I'm a little cubby hole and a cot and a curtain. And that's my room, right? And 
And in that, when you go to sleep every 15 minutes, somebody opens the curtain up to check on you and see if you're still, you know, alive and breathing. So you're not getting a good night's rest. There is a struggle there. And by three, day three, I was like, yo, I'm supposed to be out. I got a flight <laughs> to catch. Um, they said two days. They're like, yeah, nah. And I, I don't, I don't think it got until like one of my, one of, one of, one of these specialty group sessions where they were like, you're not talking. You're not, you're not joining in. So the, you're going to stay here longer. And by the way, y'all, the food was horrible. The side note, the food was fucking terrible. <laughs> Disgusting. Like I, I, you know, most people, cause all they had to do was kind of eat and they gained weight in that. Not me. I think I, I think in the span of that, that five days I was there, I lost probably like ten pounds. It's 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 a somewhere I don't know where it is, somewhere circulating. It's a picture of me right out of the right out of when I got out. And uh the clothes like it was falling off me. Of course I didn't have a belt on either, but oh uh, it was horrible. But while I was there, um Kim would come visit, she get brought some clothes. You know, they're like, oh, you can't, you can't take these pants. Um, you know, these pants have a drawstring on there, so you can't, you can't she, he can't have those. This is crazy. I wonder what's, what's happening right now. Um, she called my mom. My mom, uh, <clears throat> my mom and Mike, uh, shout out to them. They drove, they drove down. My mom, she needed to put her hands on her baby. Mama, I get it now. <laughs> I get it. <clears throat> so she was there and she held me and she was like, You're going to be all right. I just, I just, oh, I hate that you're here. And I'm like, You and me both. Um, it was cool um, that, that, that I didn't want them to come, you know, but I was, when you hug your mom, when you've been in there for three days, I was glad that she came. <laughs> I was really glad. And, um, I don't, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even think my dad knows that I was in there. Like my biological dad, Larry, I don't, I don't think he even knows that I was in there. Still to this day. Maybe, maybe one of my relatives listens to the podcast and tell him. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so I was there and then I had a, also had a, you know, on visiting day, I had a couple of friends that came and showed up just to check on me. Um, but it was rough. But when I finally started talking in group, uh, we finally started making the provisions for me to get out. Oh, 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 man, you have no idea. You have no idea. Things tasted better. You know, you know what happened? Um, I think my first meal, um, I think my first meal after that. So remember on Iron Man, y'all might not be comic book nerds like me, but remember on Iron Man, like once he got out that cave on Iron Man, Iron Man one, um, the first thing he wanted was a burger. I think I had a burger. I had a burger, and I know I had cheesecake because I had been thinking about cheesecake for four days. Food never tasted so delicious. I know it's only five days, but I'm sitting next to people who getting electric shock therapy. I'm sitting next to people who, um, you know, who is a threat to not only themselves, but to others. And again, that smell, that smell, I'll never forget it. And smells stick with you because I, later on, maybe a couple of years later, um, I needed a new doctor to prescribe medicine to me. And that doctor was actually on that campus. And I was just like nervous about it. And I drove to that campus, and I walked into that walked to a, a, a an adjacent building from where I was actually housed. That it wasn't the same building, but I walked into that building, and I smelled that same soul tormenting smell, the death of soul smell. And I was I started crying immediately. I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, and I was out. I was like, I can't do that. Nope. I didn't even cancel my appointment. I never called him back. 
I I never want to be at that campus again. Um, I had no idea I was actually going to tell that story. <laughs> so um, that's just like a little something that I dealt with, and that was six years ago, and it's in and it's a ongoing process. It don't it doesn't stop. Um, all you can do is hope to deal with it. Um, depression is and it's like alcoholism, it's like drug addiction. It's one day at a time. And sometimes you have bad days. So um shout out to anybody who is dealing with anything like this. Um any mental health, emotionally, behavioral health issues. <clears throat> Shout out to the professionals that that deal with this and deal with people like this every day because you are God sent. Um, you are important. And individuals such as yourself saved my life. Like, like really. Um, because if I can tell another story. <laughs> Since I'm doing this now. Since I'm letting it all air out. It's real talk, y'all. Um, after that stint, I was good for a while. And then I started sliding back again. Um, and it was by February 2015. Um, at this point, Kim and I are engaged. Um, uh, and um, I'm struggling. I'm struggling again. I'm like, all right, this, this is getting worse. I need to get help. So I made an appointment to go see a therapist. Now, I was always super committed to to work because I was trying to get this promotion. And and even though at this particular job, um, I, w- I would do go above and beyond to try to show them that I was worthy of getting a promotion. And and I would sacrifice myself in that process. And um, most people with common sense would be like, hey, um, Atlanta on a Friday, the it's February 13th, so it's basically um, Valentine's Day weekend, and it's raining. If your appointment's at 4, leave the job one thirty two o'clock. <laughs> So you can give you time to get something to eat, be on that side of town, be there, fill out paperwork, bam. Not my dumbass. I'm trying to show them that I'm here. I don't want people knowing while I'm leaving or you know taking time away. Um, there's, there's things I need to take care of beforehand. So I left 30 minutes early. Big mistake. Huge, huge mistake. So I'm stuck in traffic. I'm like, yo, I didn't miss the appointment. I keep calling the therapist. But she's in session. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, I end up being stuck in traffic and it's raining. So I decided, okay, all right, it's I'm getting real dark. Like I'm like I'm I'm at the end of my rope. Like I felt like if I didn't make a move soon, I was going to give up on life and kill myself that day, February 13th, 2015. Um, so I went to a friend's house um, and, and I banged on the door, to, you know, just so I get that, that time and the energy to talk to them. I don't care what we talk about. I just need my mind off this. You know, like I said earlier. <clears throat> you know, they were there. Saw the cars there. They answered the door. I called. They didn't answer. Huh. Okay. <sighs> All right. Cool. Cool. All right. <clears throat> That's it. Let me figure out how am I, I'm going to do this. I'm done. 
fuck life. I'm I'm done. This is it. And uh, you want to talk about a ram in the bush? <laughs> the therapist calls, and uh, she's like, "Mr. Butler, um, I was just reaching back out to you. I know you missed your appointment. Um, I just want to see." Are you okay? I was like, no, I'm not okay. I'm sorry, it was traffic, and I was trying to get there. And I, <laughs> yeah, all of that. Um, she was like, I'll wait. And I'm like, oh, I know you got plans, and it's like it is Valentine's weekend, and no, come on in. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So I drove there and I know she had to be scared. And I meant to, and, and I actually thought about bringing her on this podcast. I meant to actually save this story. Um, shout out to Dr. White, Dr. Adrian White. Um, I meant to bring her on this podcast and tell this story. Maybe I'll do that in a future episode. So uh, I might recap it. And if, and if, and if not, uh, I'll refer back to this episode or I actually wrote an article about it my first my first um actual post on my website um uh, back in the day when I first made a website um so I'll put that in the description in case you want to read that I am a writer as well <laughs> um but she had to be shook when she saw me this big black guy 300 pounds Wearing, yeah, it was really fat then, y'all. Um, I need to get back on this exercise so I won't go back to that weight. Anyway, um, <laughs> holiday season, y'all. But I was really, um, I had my hood on, my head down, and I know she probably thought, "Oh my god, this dude about to get violent." I'm the only person here. Shit, 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 shit. Like you could see it in her eyes, right? And she never, she's never told me that that's how she felt. Let me be clear with that because she's she's very professional. So she never told me that. But when we recap it later on, like years later and everything, she just kind of gave me a look and she and just let me talk. So I was like, I'm gonna take that as yeah, I was I was scared shitless. So, <laughs> so I came in and she was like, uh, "What can you know? You want to tell me what's going on?" And she's like, "You can tell she was like she was sitting up tight." In her chair, like I'm sitting up tight now, trying to describe what it is, but you can't see me because it's a podcast, right? So I'm sitting up tight in the chair. She's sitting up tight in the chair, and uh, and I pull my hood back, and I bust out crying. She's like, "Okay, all right, this I got, I got, <laughs> I got people crying. I, I'm comfortable. I'm in my zone now. Like, okay, he ain't violent. He just, he just, he's just, he just look menacing right now, and um." That talk, and we stayed a little over, over that hour, and that talk saved my life, uh, literally saved my life. So, um, yet another story that I just slid in here, but bottom line is, um, bottom line is, you have to um, not minimize what people are going through. Recognize it, and even if you don't understand it, even if it's, if it's a struggle with you, even though you 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 are a person that, that sets clear boundaries and you don't put up with shit and you can deliver your message consistently. I'm sorry, that ain't me. <laughs> I wish I could be that guy. I would love to be that guy. I, I, I am working towards being that guy. I've been working towards being that guy since uh, 2015. I get a little better, I get a little worse. And part of it's just it just it's just who I am as a person, right? Part of it I'm 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 going to overextend and give. And part of me is 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 part of what I need to do is just finding people in my life that won't take advantage of it. That will that will, that will understand me, flaws and all. <laughs> and 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 won't let me get in my own way. Won't let me go so hard to um, help people, you know, emotionally and 
physically and financially uh, to the point that my cable goes off. <laughs> and I'm and I'm and I'll make good money. <laughs> just just I'm doing I'm doing too much shit. You know? That's part of it. Um I need to do a better job at, at policing, but you know, it's 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 also good to have those people people in your life that will help you police you. Um and vice versa. It's not I want a symbi- symbiotic friendships. Um so that's what it is. And if I am distant, you know, for a, a stretch of time, maybe I'm dealing with something. If I'm distant for more than that, then maybe I'm starting to feel like um you are not that particular friend that I can lean on in that regard. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that I I don't care about you at all. I, I still I'm, I, I I love a, I love a lot. So I probably still love you. But I I I just you know for daily stuff I probably have to surround myself around with, with with those people who can support that. Now, you know, some people might hit me up and call me and be like, "Well, I will support you." I'm I'm not talking to you if I hadn't really spoke to you like that. It's it could be just me. It has been a busy year. It's 2020. For God's sakes, we're we're surviving. But I mean, it's it's going to be hard because the people who I'm I'm probably referring to probably may listen to this more likely they not because they're not supportive like that but they're probably listening to this and be like oh he ain't talking about me <laughs> okay i'm not here to convince you i'm just i'm i'm here to to work on me and be the best me i can be um and i have to be my, my kids and, and don't oh side note side note when someone's in a in a in a depressive state, don't be like, "Well, you gotta live for these kids." Don't worry, don't you know you gotta put all that shit aside. You gotta live for these kids. Fuck that. I'm not. I, I gotta live for me. Like I, th- that's not gonna help me. Because when you're in that depressed state, because I I got that a lot, especially in 2014, and when you're in that depressed state, you're not going to. You don't give a shit. You care about your kids, but you don't give a shit about who you trying to live for. Because in that state, I can I can rationalize. I can rationalize any different thing to sit there and say why I can I can kill myself. And I did. Um I was like, oh, my kids will be alright. <laughs> We're good. No one ain't gonna miss me. He'll be playing this video game. Brooklyn's strong. She'll do it. Is this fucked up? Yeah. It's clearly fucked up. Well, you know, everybody's gonna miss you. Who will who miss me? No one showed up to my funeral. No one's coming. They say they're gonna come. They're not coming. I mean, why does it matter to me when, when you're dead, right? But <laughs> for me, it still matters a little bit. But <laughs> um, that's it. You can you you will justify that, so don't 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 do that. Left for them kids, it's not gonna get it done. And I can't tell you. I, maybe I have somebody somebody on as a professional. They'll tell you, you know, you know the best way to get it done. It, it's different for every individual. I think the important thing is when you talk to somebody. Hey, I know you're in a bad way. How can I support you? Simple as that. How can I support you? Because how you view support is different from how I I view support, and it's and and how you view support is way different for how I view support when I'm in that state. Because I don't think, and when you're in that state, you don't think anybody fucking cares. You don't think you can you you don't think anybody cares. Yes. I know you all care and I appreciate it. And mama, I'm talking right to you. I'm talking directly to you because mama, you're probably listening. Mama, I know you care. You ain't got to go on Facebook and hit me with the all caps. (laughs) I know you care. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love you. <laughs> Cause she gonna hit me with it. She gonna hit me with it. Or she gonna call and be like, baby, I just want you to know. Mama, I, I know, I know, I know. I'm just I gotta give the people this. This is on my heart. So I gotta give the people this. Um if you're struggling. Do what you need to do in order to, to get it out of it. Do what you need to do to stay afloat if you're struggling. Um, for me, sometime in 2014, it was sitting in the dark closet, um, eating Domino's lava cakes and watching um, Lucha Libre wrestling. I don't know. <laughs> it's a sick combination. <laughs> but but it kept me alive for for a three month stretch. So I did it. So you do what you need to do. You do what you need to do. But if it gets so so bad that you, however you cope or however you're dealing with it, if it gets so bad that that you can't, um, you you ask for help. You you ask for help. Asking for help. It's the hardest thing to do, but it's it's what's needed. You ask for help, and it's and, and help is different from from different people. Maybe if it's mild, if it's just starting out, it might be talking to some friends. It may be if you if you if you if you're not able to deal with it. By talking to friends and you having to use other things to keep you afloat. And I don't mean Domino's uh, chocolate lava cake. Don't disrespect Domino's chocolate lava cake, people. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you if you're leaning towards alcohol a lot more, if you're leaning towards weed a lot more, that they help. And they, and 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 yeah, well, technically, technically not alcohol. <laughs> alcohol is depressing. So if you are depressed, putting more liquid in your body that makes you more depressed is not a good thing people so don't don't do that but um you know whatever whatever you you're using in order to cope if you if you're leaning on that way too much then it's a problem that you need to address professionally you need to address professionally and there's nothing wrong with asking for help because i guarantee you the people who are in your life want you to do everything is necessary for you to stay here, for you to be here. Because sometimes you don't have enough strength to fight and that's okay. Ask for help to help so someone can fight with you and for you for a little while until you have enough strength that you can fight again. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with seeking professional help. And if it's and it's so bad during during a during um this this small pocket of time where you know scheduling an appointment ain't gonna do it. Um I want you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And I wanna um get that number. Uh, while I am talking, trying to do two things at once, <laughs> it's not really working. Oh, yeah, here we go. That National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255. I'm going to say that again. 800-273-8255. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. You you are valued and you are needed here. <sighs> Thank y'all for indulging. I needed to get that out. Um, I felt like it's therapeutic for me. Um, I, I did have a couple people in my mind that I was thinking about as I was as I was talking about this, which is why I probably got a little passionate towards the end uh, of this. Um. So, so yeah, 
Um, yeah. Uh, so this is the season finale. We're gonna take a little break, and um, well, I, I wish I could say I was taking a break to reset <laughs> and relax. And I know a lot of people would would say yes, you need to do so um, immediately. Um, but as I've, been, as I've been promoting for the last few episodes, the 2020 damn awards are near and I got to spend a lot of time on that, um, to get that right. And then, um, you know, it's on to, you know, working on my writing, doing some more writing cause I've, I've been slacking on that. And then of course, um, recording episodes for this podcast. Think we might change the format a little bit. Not not a major change because some of y'all are really fans and y'all like it. I love it. Just 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 a little tweak from what I'm seeing. Um, the guests um, in season two um, lining up, and so give me a chance to line up and and talk to them. And we'll have some topic based things to, to to discuss as well as well as getting to know these people, these these extraordinary individuals. I love bringing dope people together. So um, yeah. Um. So before I get out of here, shout out of the week. Um, I'm just gonna get shout out to the shout out of the week to um mental health care professionals. This is definitely a busy time for you all. Um, and I respect each and every one of you, which y'all do. Again, y'all save lives. You damn sure save mine, and I appreciate that. And my family and my friends appreciate that. And I'm forever grateful. Um, so, until then, I won't see you next week. I'll see you next season. Uh-huh.